welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Yeah, hello. And Mike Ozivovich. Hello. And today we are going to wrap up the rookie review process, and we're going to go over the rookies that we still think hold some value that should be rostered on your dynasty rosters. So uh, if you didn't hear all the rookies we already drafted, go back and download uh, round one and round two of the rookie redraft and review and take a listen. And now the rest of the guys going forward, some of these guys have higher ceilings than others, and we'll get in here, and I'm sure there'll be some guys that I like and some guys that Mike likes. And I'm sure Matt will hate everybody. Oh, yeah, I just don't like any of these people. Mm, okay. Just kidding. Just kidding. So, There's a few diamonds in the rough. Yeah, that's where those diamonds are, usually in the rough. Got to hit them out with that wedge. So, <laughs> coming from, come from the guy that's only golfed like four times. I was going to say. Life. I don't know anything about golf. I made a 20-foot putt last summer, though. I'm in a dynasty golf league. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Who's number one? I don't know. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Uh, so let's get in this. Let's, let's, let's get in and talk to some of these rookies, uh, before next week episode, we will let you guys know that we're going to go review the East West Shrine game and the senior bowl who we liked, who we didn't like the get, begin that very early process of rookie reviews. Yes, sir. So top of the list here, let's talk about Terrence West should be rostered. Uh, I know I still like T West as a potential starter in Cleveland. Uh, with Alex Mack coming back, we'll see if they draft the right tackle. I still think the coaching, I think Mike Patton in particular still likes Terrence West. We got to remember that they did trade up into the third round. They traded up to draft Terrence West. And even when we thought Isaiah Correll was the better running back and he looked well in the situations he had, it was Terrence West that still started the last game of the year over Correll. And they did flip flop. They had, a, yeah, they had a real, uh, just odd sort of usage this throughout the whole year. So it's kind of hard to pin down um, who the coaching staff likes more. I mean, personally, I think, you know, I mean, I don't think the coaches made the the pick, you know, so I, I think he, you know, the, the front office obviously picked Terrence West and the coach kind of, he kind of, I don't know, he kind of gave him a hard time a few times this year. Like, you know, obviously just gave him a healthy scratch one week. Because of attitude. Because of attitude. And, and yeah. I think he was just trying to kind of show him the ways of the NFL, you know, like you can't just loaf around and, and you know, like kind of half-ass it through, throughout the week of practice. Right. So uh, it's it's really hard for me to pin down this one, to be honest. I'd just say like, hey, Terrence West to me, yeah, he should probably be owned, obviously. Um, I just wouldn't be too excited moving forward. I think he might be a guy you can put in a spot start on if you're decimated with injuries or like some bye weeks. Yeah, I'm just not really start. into. I'm not really into Terrence West. I think Crowell was a little bit better. I'm not really into either of those guys, to be honest. I just think I think they're definitely. I could see situations where you might start them like a week or two or whatever. But I just don't know that they'll so like ever. Running back three, running back right? Four. I just don't know that they'll develop into anything where you'd be really for where he was drafted. For where he was drafted. For where exactly he was drafted. I, was yep. I would probably say it's he's probably trending down and let's face it there's a i mean there's a ton of uncertainty with him and uh crowell now right now that shanahan's out of town who knows how next coaching staff 
is going to view these guys. So it's exactly. kind of hard to tell. But whoever does get to start, definitely with Alex Mack coming back, it's definitely a situation to watch, see if it's, it's, it's a true running back by committee. Because what's weird is when they did have each one start, they kind of stuck. Like one of them, the focal back was like the focal back. It wasn't like you get a you get a series, you get a series, you get a series, you get a series. Right, it was maddening in the fact that you never knew who was going to be the guy that came. Yeah, it exactly. was like 67-33 per split. And who knows, they can, go and draft, they can draft somebody. You don't know. I mean, they can go out and draft somebody. You don't know that. But, again, their offensive line will be better with Alex Mack coming back next year. Uh, they might t- draft a right tackle. So it's definitely a situation to monitor. West is definitely worth a roster spot with still – as Mike has said, is it's he's sloping down, but he still has a chance to bounce back up and be, you know, a running back, low end running back two, at this point. I still like. I'm not giving up, and definitely maybe probably because I drafted him in the first round as well. Uh, it's depressing of who I passed up on, because definitely we already did our two round redraft. He didn't go in the first two rounds, so uh, definitely worth a stash. We can all agree on at least. Yeah, I guess I would just say, hey, most people probably drafted him way higher than he would go now. Um, but it's the NFL, man, and if you get a shot at running back, I, I mean, guys come out of nowhere yeah, again. So, so I mean, I would never want to, you know, bury him for sure, but, you know, because I mean, how many running backs do we see come out of nowhere all the time? So there's right. always hope and possibility. I just, for the, the, the price that he cost, you're probably disappointed. Yes. As a kind of a side note to this, because we we did talk about Kyle Shanahan leaving Cleveland, it sounds like he's going to end up in Atlanta. Uh, right. What do you guys think about that uh, fit for Devontae Freeman? And what what would you think that would, does for his value if he does end up in, in Atlanta? I still think that they'll address it. He is in Atlanta. He signed. He did sign? Yeah. Okay. He is their offensive coordinator. Oh, all right. I think they'll still get go out and get another running back. Okay. I think they should, too. I mean, uh, I think Freeman has value, but I, you know, I think they'll it'll. Most of the teams in the NFL have two running backs, or at least want to. I think so. it helps. I think you know where again we all agree that Freeman's most of his value is going to come into PPR games. So where if Shanahan can utilize that and get him out, you know those you know those dump out passes. Uh, I think it helped Freeman. I do. I mean, I think I think Shanahan's going to help the whole offense in a whole. So. If that's what he's looking for, that kind of back, then it's it's certainly a situation to monitor. I like Freeman no matter what. I, I, it didn't matter who the offensive coordinator was. Uh, I think Devontae Freeman can take a step forward next year into his, you know, I think he'll be kind of like what they should kind of do with Andre Ellington, where Ellington, they need to draft a back, bring a big back in. Ellington should not be getting carries between the numbers. He should be getting... You know, occasional carry here and there, and it was just swing out passes and get him outside in the open field. I, that's why I see Devontae Freeman being, which is good because I still think Andre Ellington has good value. I think he's like a top 15 dynasty back. So, Freeman, I think Freeman's arrow is still kind of nudging slightly up at a very slow slope. I'm not, I mean, I'm not convinced that he's going to be a good fit for that system. So, it kind of depresses me a little bit. I know, I mean, it, it produces, that system produces great numbers for running backs. I'm just not sure. He's the kind of big back that they want going downhill in that, you know, one cut scheme. So I'm a little bit down myself and I was a big Freeman guy, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that, you know, who knows that he can find a home in that offense, but I hope they don't sign to Mark Murray. Right. I'm just not a hundred percent positive on it, which, you know, Jerry Jones just came out and said too, that he said, you know, it's not likely we'd be able to sign Des Bryant and DeMarco Murray. I mean, we kind of said it before, like the, the writing's all over the wall that, you know, with his carries and usage that DeMarco Murray's probably good as gone. And I can still see if he gets out of his contract, Adrian Peterson signed there. 
Yeah, that's a good call. Which is, it's sounding more and more like he's going to get out of his contract in Minnesota. Yeah. He's carrying so. a big number, pretty much saying that he doesn't want to take a pay cut. So. Speaking of uh, buried, let's talk about another guy here, Cody Latimer. Guy we all liked going into the offseason, coming out of Indiana. Big, you know, 6'2", 215, good hands, really buried on the depth chart just because of where he was, um, you know, who he had in front of him. Cody Latimer. I still like him. I like him for 2016 more than 2015, but we're talking about rookies here that are worth a roster spot. Uh, out of all the rookies we're going to talk, Latimer still might be one of my favorites. Maybe it's because he's still kind of an unknown. And we, you know, he only played, he only had two catches for 23 yards this year. Yeah, I mean, he, he was not, he was not existing. Which is a little surprising. I thought he'd get like at the end of the year they kind of get some shot. But I guess when you're in the playoffs, it's easy to get buried. Denver's another one that's hard. I mean, it's hard to pin down right now because new coaching staff, new coaching staff, and they have a. Uh, speaking of players, they need to sign. I mean, they got both Thomases that they have to sign, Demarius and Julius. I think Julius walks. Yeah, think? he's gonna walk. There's no way Demarius goes anywhere. Or based off of stuff that I've seen, it seems as though he's going to go. Right, yeah, so. I think, and, and as a Julius Thomas owner, I know you are. Mm-hmm. I think his stock is, is from where he was week one, oh, where yeah. he's now is like plummeted. Well, not even week one, like week 10 <laughs> till now has gone down. He was scoring touchdowns at a ridiculous rate at the beginning of the year. What, week one through five. But yeah, I mean, his stock is down. So, but yeah, like you said, he's going to go somewhere. Now, Gary Kubiak comes in who likes to throw the ball downfield as well. I mean, Kubiak's a quarterback. He's a quarterback coach. I mean, is Peyton Manning guaranteed to stay? And no. if he's not, then then that's trouble. That is trouble as well, right. too. For everybody. Yeah. Right. That's for, yeah, that. for everybody. Whole team. Because so what, you know, what are they going to do? I mean, they still have Emmanuel Sanders. They still, they'll have Damaris Thomas. They'll still have Damaris Thomas there. And then Julius Thomas, you know, Wes Welker, he's... Who he, cares? He was there, and he's he not. Might, yeah, he might retire anyway, like he's talking so, about retiring. Again, I think, I think for me, I think this will be Emmanuel Sanders. 2015 will be not like down on Emmanuel Sanders, I think. I think that might be his last year because I think he was on a three-year contract or two-year contract. He just signed there this year. Yeah, I know. But was it a two-year contract or a three-year contract? You know? I, don't, I don't remember. No. Uh, but, again, so Cody Lattimore, again, I, I, I do. I, I still think he has talent. I think he has opportunity to be good. Uh, but even in 2016, there'll be a new quarterback there. Do they sign one in free agency? Do they draft one? We'll see this year in this draft. But Cody Lattimore is still somebody I'd like, but not for at least 2016. I think at the earliest we'll get any kind of like return on that pick. For somebody that probably went high, in, like, well, not high, but like your second round of your rookie draft. Yeah, he definitely was a second round pick uh, in a lot of drafts this year. Where do you guys see Lattimore going forward? I just think he's an unknown. I, I mean, there's just too much uncertainty in Denver. I mean, like I would... If you're in a short, like a smaller roster, I'm sure you could probably fill it out with some better people. I mean, in a league like we're in, where the the depth chart or our rosters are pretty deep, he should be on. But I don't, I don't know that I would really ever expect anything from him. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, until something, you know, if Peyton sticks around and you know whatever, and we, I don't know. I it, there's too much uncertainty right now. Yeah. All we can do is really go off our earlier analysis on him because there's no t- NFL tape on him and that's I still like his size I still like his ability right uh, I like his hands yeah so again just a project somebody you're not gonna get any return on most likely for another 
two years. But you got to keep in mind, man, every year new guys come in. You know what I mean? Like there's a new new class that comes in and pushes out the old. So. Yeah, you're right. So, so I mean, And it's just, it's kind of concerning that to some degree that, man, he just never was able to be, he was always a healthy scratch. Yeah, a different coaching staff though, you know? Right. Fox, yeah. I mean, Fox is pretty hard on his rookies. Yeah. He really makes them earn their, their spot type of coach, so... I mean, I know I draft them in our league, you know, in the Dynasty Nerds League. and TBD, t- to be determined. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. I really I honestly just like, if he ever produces and does anything, that's his bonus. I mean, to me, I just kind of counted him out. But our rosters are deep, and, you know, yeah. so be it. So All right, moving on. Uh, Blake Bortles. Uh, we had him, you know, he was the third overall pick in the NFL draft. And he came in, and early on, looked like in the preseason, he looked like he was really, he did really well. and. I mean, he was just a typical rookie quarterback. Finished the year with 2,908 yards, 11 touchdowns, and 17 interceptions in 14 games. With no offensive line and, like, 23 rookie wide receivers, so. Yeah. He was he was very inconsistent, but they yeah. um, the Jaguars just went out today and hired Greg Olson as quarterback's coach, who was previously the quarterback's coach for David Carr this past and season. And signed Doug Marone as their offensive line coach. Yeah, so they're boosting their offensive staff, which is, you know, obviously they're trying to help out Blake Bortles as much as they can. So I think I think it'll show some improvement coming in. Or yeah, two. I would expect improvement. Me yep. too. I think he's definitely, if you're going to take one of these rookie quarterbacks, he's definitely a good one to own. Um, obviously, we'd still have Teddy Bridgewater ahead of him, but Bortles, I mean, showed a lot of, he has a, he has a young roster around him he's going to have to grow with. And once they do, everybody's going to succeed on that. You know, a healthy Allen Robinson next year. They have Mark Easley and Allen Hearns coming back next year. Right. They have to address their running back situation. They will most likely draft a running back, sign a running back uh, there. So, and, and their line. And their play. offensive line. So, mm-hmm. and Bortles, I, Oh, God, sorry. I thought you were done. Bortles is, again, somebody that you're going to get your biggest return on in most likely 2016. 2016. Is 20, where he'll take a, sure. that step forward to be like, okay, start. I can start Blake Bortles. You know, when you drafted him as your future quarterback, this is where you're going to know, will it be a QB2 or will it be a QB1? And I still think with this offense, and I still like what they're doing in Jacksonville, they still could be a QB1 in the future. Right, and I think I think the thing that helps him out is he's got time. I think they're going to stick with him. Oh, I agree. I you know what I mean? Like, anywhere. he's not, un- like, for example, one of the coming up dudes that we're talking, going to be talking about, Johnny Manziel, he's got seven quarters under his belt, and he's getting pushed out of town. You know what I mean? So, well, where Bortles is going to have three three solid years to prove that he's not good. Might be drinking himself out of town. Too. Right, absolutely. So. Yeah, so we all like Bortles still, right? I yeah. agree, yeah. Yeah, so next, let's, let's go right into Manziel. Uh, as you guys know, we are all Browns fans. And for us, this is nothing new. This is nothing new because every quarterback we get and every quarterback we draft is terrible. They find a way to suck no matter what. So. And usually not just suck like, like hey, I kind of suck. Like, they're just, like, unbelievably. Epically I mean, horrible. Yeah, you know, like Charlie Fry, Brady Quinn. I don't want to do this. Brendan Williams. Yeah, no, we don't I don't, need I don't want to do it. it. Yeah. Guys, tears. It hurts. It hurts. Bring, bring Where back. Manziel was drafted in probably most people's rookie drafts, oh, they're probably kicking themselves. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't, if they didn't, necessarily see Manziel play, you know, or know what's going on or follow the Browns, it's probably worse than they're even thinking in their head. <laughs> I mean, it's he's the, yeah, he's terrible. If there's anyone that wants to trade for him, just cut bait, man. Get, I, I would. Get rid of him. Yeah. 
So you don't even think he's worth worth a roster spot? No. I mean, I would just try to I would try to move past him while I mean, he has. He probably some went ahead of Jeremy of Hill in everybody's rookie draft. Probably, man. Yeah, big, uh, huge swing and a miss, bro. Right. And I'm going to say it too. I think he. I don't think there's any chance he's going to be good. No. I really don't. I I really really don't. He's and got like zero percent dedication. Zero dedication. Like if he was on Madden and they had a dedication meter, it would be zero. It would be zero or negative. <laughs> right. Zero. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's pretty bad. It's so we're horrible. all now again. I wouldn't cut him. Uh, I know you guys. You said cut him just because. I don't say he cut. Was a I would cut bait. Like try to make a de- some maybe someone will want to take a stab at him. Nobody's gonna give you anything, Manzel. I would take anything for a man. You would take anything? Just about. Matt Schaub? No, of course not. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, uh, yeah. Matt Schaub is nothing. Mark Matt Schaub is like... Mark, Mark Sanchez? Mm-hmm. That's, that's something. Probably. You said anything. <laughs> I mean, uh, probably. I think for what you would get back from Manziel, from where you guys are saying, like, you might as well just keep him. Like, if you drafted him, you didn't draft him to start right away anyways. And usually you draft a rookie quarterback knowing you got two to three years to see him. So you might as well sit on one because you'll know for sure this year if because if that's the case then you just cut him like you said I mean if you get for what you'd get for him you'd get something that you wouldn't start anyways or let, somebody you wouldn't utilize on your roster. Let me put it this way: if you have a taxi squad, I mean you're not going to just cut him because you have the space on your tax, taxi you squad. Taxi yeah, it doesn't. I mean, right. but it, but some people don't, and maybe he you, they're forced to be on your roster. If they're forced to be on your roster, you're wasting a roster spot with them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Boom. Exactly. That's it. Goes the dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite. All right. Moving on from that turd. Uh, Jason Morrow. Now, Jace is somebody that didn't really have a good year, to say the least. You know, he had 38 catches for 345 yards. Uh, poor quarterback situation there. Who knows if they'll keep Geno Smith, new coaching staff. Chan Gailey is there now as offensive coordinator. I don't know how he utilizes tight ends. I know in Dallas he had Jason Witten. So that's a good sign. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure how they did it um, in Buffalo with the tight ends, but they might just. They didn't really have any good tight ends, so it's. They didn't hard. really have too many, like a good, good team, really, when he was there. True statement. Who's right. the last Buffalo good tight? Who is there? The last good Buffalo tight end. Yeah, I don't know, man. Insert the crickets. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. Have they ever had a good fantasy tight end? Not really. I mean, Chandler for a couple of games. Yeah, I think that was about it. Uh, just popped in my head. I know we're talking about Chase Morrow here at the right, Jets, right, but I'm right. just thinking Buffalo because Rex Ryan went over there. But uh, yeah, so Jason Morrow, you know, six five, two sixty five. Tight ends always take a couple of years to come along. It's not like Austin Severian Jenkins erupted onto the scene as well. So more of a redstone threat. He did well in ca- college. He caught a lot of balls. Yeah, he kind of caught right. a ton of balls. So you know the potential's kind of there. Just like you in college, you caught a ton of balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, right. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, I, I just think at the end of the day, right, you know, Amaro is going to be a tight end. Tight end, too, for your team. Where you drafted him in your rookie drafts is probably the type of production that you're going to get from him. You know, he's probably third-round pick in rookie drafts. I mean, oh, he was two. Was I'm he two? Pretty sure, I'm yeah. pretty sure he went two in number in all of them. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's how it is. Sure. Sometimes Most. that happens, but, um, unless they get like a better, better QB, I, I think he is what he is. He's going to put up minimal stats. I think he could be a, you know, an okay play when your tight ends on by. Yeah. So he's worth a stash with some, he has upside, I guess is the best way to put it for Amaro. And I'm looking forward. Yeah. Right now he's a tight end three is where he's at. 
Yeah, right. Probably, unfortunately, yeah. yeah, you just yeah, got to sit so on tight for a end while. three now with, you know, hopes that you can get it be a tight end two. Yeah. All right. So uh, moving on now, there we have uh, Lorenzo Taliaferro, and Mark Tressman just went there, and signed there, and they have Justin Forsett there who. He, I mean, he he'll probably get one more year. I mean, he's a free agent though. Yeah, he's a free agent, and I think he. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure he's gonna really be signed there to be the lead back again. Do you? I don't think so. I think he kind of excelled in that uh, Gary Kubiak style offense. I'm not sure he's a great fit for uh, what Tressman's gonna want to do. And Talaferro is somebody that we kind of talked up early in the year that we liked his chance. If we got a chance that we he do well, and then he got a chance and it didn't really run away with it. Uh, he finished the year averaging four point three yards a carry, which is which which isn't horrible. And you know he's six foot two twenty six, and he right now he's pretty much a little you know lone back on the roster. So they're probably gonna sign somebody. Yeah, for sure. And possibly draft somebody. Talaferro is one of those guys that he's worth a roster spot. Because the running back situation for any team is so fluid, you hope he comes into the season as number two, because then he has value when you know somebody gets hurt, whoever their future back is gets hurt, or if uh, he can get some carries per game. If he doesn't come in as a number two on the depth chart, peace out. Peace out. That's what I would think. I mean, if if you can't hold, if you're on a roster where they have no running backs now and they go out and make new sign you know new new sign-ins or drafts and you can't come in as a number two then if he doesn't go anywhere obviously if you get cut the running back market where does he, you know it depends where he gets signed obviously but right i think he showed enough in those few games that i don't think you cut him i mean i think i think you got to sit on him for a little bit yeah I, I think he's a guy that we had high hopes for and he got his chance to prove if he was going to be good or not you know we thought like he had possible uh diamond in the rough sneak capabilities he got his chance to play and didn't uh live up to you know our expectations he had one good game right and i just i kind of think that uh you know they're definitely going to address the running back position um you know similar to, but maybe not, not as high of a ceiling. It's like a Terrence West. You don't ever want to cut bait with a guy. Cause if he gets a chance again, it's possible running backs come out. I mean, if he's, if he's backing up, I mean, he's always going to be a snap away from playing, you yeah, know, I just but, need him to be, I need, I need to but, see him come in as number two in a job. I, that's, that's just me personally. That's, well, what, that's I, what I want to see. And, and I also think though, too, if you have short, if you're on a smaller roster league, man, I, I just don't think there's room for him. No, definitely not. You got to be on at least a thirty-man, thirty-man roster league, unless you can put him on your taxi squad, like we said earlier. Right. I mean, he's a running back. He turns twenty-four this December, and you know, so he's not coming in the league young. He's not, you know, a twenty-one-year-old running back here. He's right. going to be a twenty-four-year-old back, which puts him, even if he did start next year, this only gives him like a four-year window of production, really, as it is. So, right. Right. you know, twenty-four for a running back who's pretty much a rookie is pretty old. Yeah, I think the arrow points down for him. Yeah, I moving do forward, and which I was a little disappointed because I was, right. you know, I was really happy early when he finally got a shot. It's like, all right, here he comes, somebody that we right. kind of liked coming into the situation. Yeah. We liked the situation. Right. We liked the way he ran the ball. It just in trans, you know, well, would translate you, to the NFL. Would you rather, like, for example, here I'll give you two contrasting situations? Would you rather know right away, like with Talafiero, that all right, he's probably he, you're pick probably didn't pan out right away or would you rather have Cody Latimer and just have the 
have that question mark surrounded, like, well, maybe he'll be good this year, or would you rather just know? Well, I'd rather have Cody Lattimore just because... Because you don't I, know. Because I don't... And well, you not, know Farrow. But I believe. But I out. believe in Talio Farrow. Like, here's a... Okay, would I rather have Taylor Farrow or Jeff Janis? Like, because Jeff Janis is somebody that's like, okay, if Randall Cobb leaves, he'll probably be the number three that you got to hold on to. And I understand what you're pointing to say... It's just, it's I mean, not even that. No- I'm just saying the situation in yeah. general, you can take away the player names. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But you're saying it's it's good to know so you can just cut, base, cut bait right mm-hmm. away. Right, and just not not be like, God, I hope this guy's good. You know, now those you know you, you still need a running back. Yeah, you have those roster spots, those guys that you draft, and you just don't want to give up on, so there's lingering on the bottom of your roster because you can't cut bait just yet because they, they might be good, but they never end up being good. Right. I mean, how many guys actually do that for like three years and turn around being pretty good? Never. Manuel Sanders? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's few and far, far between. Mark Ingram? Mark Ingram? Wow, these, all these players are on my team. All right, there's a ton, <laughs> a, ton <laughs> there's a ton of them. 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 Mark Ingram's probably the most prime example. Of the guy, right. he, I mean, he fits that bill to a T. Somebody like, oh, dude, I just want to cut Mark Ingram. I can't cut Mark Ingram, though. He's my first overall. And then this year he comes out, and boom, has a great year. Yes, he did. So... Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, that, that makes sense. Sometimes it's just better to kind of see what you got. Is Lorenzo Taliaferro the next Mark Ingram? No. Who knows? I'd say no. Probably no. not, but... Um, no, it could be the next guy we're about to talk about. Can we hold off uh, passing on to the next guy just for one second? Because my computer started working. I, I got back to the Buffalo Bills tight end situation. And Scott Chandler actually was second on their team with 43 receptions for 571 yards under Chan Gailey. So... Things might be looking up for our friend uh, Jay Samaro hmm. in a tight end friendly offense. And he used Jason Wynn, so yeah, which is good, comparable in size to Jason Samaro. So. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I know, I know. I kind of backtracked a little bit there. Hey, going back to three weeks ago, I said, <laughs> "Come on, that was like Back five, to the Future that was Part like, Three." <laughs> that was like five minutes ago. That's nineteen eighty six desktop again. Over here. <laughs> God, Bigger sorry, than my head. Uh, but next guy, guy I still like, and I hope it kind of pans out, Charles Sims in Tampa oh, yeah. Bay. Uh, again, he'll be somebody that's going to be turning 25 this November as the season starts. So he's a little older, but he's somebody I really like coming out of West Virginia. His his running style, his hands, I, I'm and I'm still kind of like big on Charles Sims. And I, I hope he's a guy that can come out next year. He's a big question mark, but I think he does have an opportunity to come out next year and kind of steal that starting job. I mean, they cleared house and offensively in Tampa Bay, so he's going to have a fresh slate. Have they, hired, have they hired a new guy yet? I'm sorry that I forget that off the top of my head. I don't There's know been like a, such a flurry of hires. I know that they, they fired their old guy for sure. They let him go. The, uh, the like quarterback's coach that was playing, that was calling plays. He's for sure yeah, gone. Tedford. Yep. Yeah, he, they let him go, and they also yeah, they left a quarterback coach the quarterback, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. with him as That's well. That's who I was talking about. So I know it's kind of harder for me to say something I'm kind of big on who averaged 2.8 yards a carry this year. You know, it was abysmal. He he had a bad year this year. Uh, and I think he had a lot of hype when he was coming for how bad Doug Martin was. Man, everyone was looking for Charles Sims to be the savior. And he failed. And he failed. And Martin actually came back and had a little resurgence there at the very end. On a couple of big runs. Mm-hmm. And even in week 17, I mean, Charles Sims had 18 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. But it's a his only touchdown. Yeah, it's only touchdown in the year. But he's somebody I want to see. More. He's somebody. He's somebody I want to see fully healthy because I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure he ever was. Well, it came off that broken ankle, right? So 
that and again that hurts. You know, when he comes back right away, he averaged two point nine, two point eight the first three weeks. And but he's a rookie too. You know what I mean? So he's somebody I'm I'm encouraged about. But again, if he doesn't come in, you know, turn in twenty five, he's if he doesn't come in next year and he's not running back two, then I'm kinda almost already done with him. You know? If he can't beat out Doug Martin. If he can't beat out whoever else is there. Yeah, I mean exactly. If he can't beat out the number two spot, then the running back situation is so fluid. I just feel like if you can't be the number two running back on your roster, then I don't have any room for you to be my number seven running back or number six running back on my roster because there's going to be another running back that comes out of nowhere uh, that I'm going to want to pick up. And, you know, the easiest person, easiest position to cut is your, like, running back seven, where the wide receivers, you're going to want to sit on a little bit longer, give a little bit more time to develop. Where the running backs, these guys are on the bottom of your roster. They have a slim chance of starting anyways. Like if Charles Sims are running back three in Tampa Bay, he's not somebody I'm gonna really want to roster then if I have to roster him. Like I'm not like I'd just going back, look, I wasn't as high on Charles Sims as you were, Rich, uh-huh. for sure. I forget where you were, Matt. Um I, like I just it. I just were Go you ahead. high? No. I was I was pretty high on him. Yeah. yeah. I did, I just think like where I had him rated at the uh, like my you know, one of my last uh rookie rankings is like a third round pick and that's about where where I would. Yeah. And that's where I would still view him as if we were doing a redraft, redraft. you know what I mean? Like, Hey, there's still hope for him. But as we all know, like third rounds, probably the last round where you're going to possibly get some good guys. It's hit and miss You know what I mean? So I think he goes, he goes in, he's in that class. And I think that's where he would still stay. Do you think he's worth a roster spot as right now? Yeah, you have to, because I think, based off of what we said, it was his rookie year coming off injuries, coming right back in and playing right away. Like how much did he, you know, how much did he know the offense, things of that he didn't get to play in, at all. So I still think there's hope for him. You know what okay. I mean? So yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of him. Uh, do you have any Charles Sims takes, Matt? He still catches the ball really well out of the backfield, which was the biggest thing I liked about him to begin Me with. Me too. And that's why I, I want to see him more involved in the passing game. I right. think he's going to help you mostly in the PPR. Absolutely. And if he can get utilized, get, if they can get him going there, then it's going to be just better for everybody. And again, they're going to have a they're going to have a rookie quarterback coming in next year. So you know those quarterbacks they love to dump off to those running backs there. So if he can get his pass protection down pretty well, then I think Sims has a future as a running back too in for your dynasty team. Uh, another running back here, Kadeem Carey, something that Matt you like. Kadeem the Dream, yeah, is what I call him. I still don't like him. I'm not <laughs> a fan. And he, I mean, he doubled, you know, Sims carry. He averaged four point four yards on a on a year. But it's just when I watch him play, he just I don't, I just can't get excited about him. I can't. It, I mean, it's hard to tell that there's a really small sample size, but from what I've seen of him, I I think he's a pretty halfway decent looking guy. I mean, he definitely got better as the season went on too. He didn't look that impressive in the preseason per se when he ran the ball, oh, but it's horrible in the preseason. Right. Right. But during, but during the year, he definitely got better. And, um, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say Forte is getting older and you know, with the turn, I, I was really high on him because he was in Trestman's offense and he was going to be catching a lot of passes with, you know, Trestman moving on. And now they got a new offensive coordinator. I, I don't really know what to expect, but I mean, I think he's worth rostering. I think he's yeah, good oh, enough for to sure. roster. I definitely, I definitely agree with you there. Because, I mean, Forte is old. I mean, not, like, super old, but he's, like, 29, or he's going to be 29 going into the next year. But, he, I mean, Forte, I mean, he's somebody, and I wrote about him uh, recently on a site for one of our redraft leagues, you know. 
I mean, Forte caught 101 balls this year, which is was is disgusting. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He's only the third running back in the history to ever do that. And, you know, he ran for over 1,000 yards. I think he had 1,100 yards this year as well. I mean, he was just a, a fantasy monster this year. And I think a back like him will last a little bit longer because of the way he does catch the ball. You know, even if his carries go down a little bit, I think he catches, I mean, a guy that catches 101 balls, I mean, you, you can't find that. You're thinking about that as of like, if you were a fantasy owner, you're like, oh, he's still producing, you know, but if his yards per carry and, you know, yards per play are down, they're going to be looking for a young buck to come in and, and get that yards per play up, man. No, I agree with you that, but his, his I, again, he is old, so he's on the the edge of it. So I understand the carry like, but I still I still think Forte has at least two more years in him. That's just my own opinion. I am I, I agree that he definitely has next year. I'm, I mean, the year after that, who knows? Yeah, it yeah is. no you, one knows. Nobody knows that either. Right. But I'm, I'm saying I think get two more years of quality fantasy production out there. And Kadeem's carry sample size wasn't really too great. I mean, besides that Green Bay game where he had 14 carries for 17 yards, which was a good game. You know, he averaged 5.1 yards to carry that game. But every other game, it was he had a, like a really you know a carry here, a carry there. I mean, it, it was really the Matt Forte show. All Fourteen year. carries for how many yards? Fifty seventy-two. Oh, okay, I thought you said seventeen. No, seventy-two. Sorry. I I just don't know that uh, you know if Forte leaves that he would be there apparent anyways. You know, I think they'd probably address that. I mean, I. I don't. I just don't. You know what I'm. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot, I don't, a lot of question. I. I right. mean, he was. He wasn't like a super late pick, but. He, Running backs nowadays, they kind of pop out of nowhere. So well, they it's, do. It's We've hard. been saying it the whole, you know, the whole show, basically. It, it's hard so. to, yeah, it's hard to be like, oh, he was a fourth-round pick. They're just going to pick another guy in the second round, and he's going to take his place. Right. So, I mean. It, but I, I think for where where he was probably drafted in your dynasty rookie drafts is probably that his value probably holds steady. Yeah, you say? second or third-round pick or something. Yeah. Right. Oh, not even close to the second. No, nah, he's a third. I'd say me. late third. But that's where he probably went. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, he's somebody you're gonna have like a low end roster. And again, if you're kind of like a third round pick, hit and miss. Yep. He he might. He he may or may not. I think I think I I got him at the end of the second round. I don't think he has a a future. That's just my opinion. Uh, I've said that like four. Oh, that's just my opinion. We know you're saying it. It's coming out of your mouth. It's your opinion. It is coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Do you understand the words that come out? Yes. Uh, so Kadeem Carey, worth a roster spot, you know, don't expect much, but he might be somebody, you know, Forte goes down, you could spot in there for a low end running back too. I would love, I would love to see it. I would, I mean, I would love to see a full game of Kadeem Carey. You want to see Matt Forte get hurt? What kind of animal are you? No, I don't. Cause I own him, but I own Kadeem Carey as his backup too. So that's fine. You own him? <laughs> Come on him. guys. You ever see him play one-on-one? Owns I, him. I own you fool. Posterize. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Worth a roster spot, certainly. If you're in a super deep league, right? Yeah, as, as long as you can afford to wait on him for another. Yeah, if you could wait on him, yeah, three years. I mean, <laughs> do you think? Okay, if you wait on him forever, yeah, <laughs> forever, forever. I mean, do you think? Do you think? Here's the best question: Is Grapple the next? Is is he the heir apparent to Tom Brady? Crickets. I don't know. Yeah, no, really hard. Too to early tell, to tell. Remember when Tom Brady was cuttable and never owned him and should retire from professional <laughs> yeah. sports and go away? Week four? Yeah. That oh, was I, this year. And I talked about that. Those words like came out like he should not even be rostered. He was so bad. He was down on 
Well, you know, can't some, get them all right. Yeah, somebody tweeted me and asked me if I if they should pick up Austin Davis. I think at some point drop top, drop Tom Brady and pick up oh, Austin Davis. Geez. I was like, no, man, don't do that. I'm thinking about myself, <laughs> like, don't don't do that. Don't do it, man. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, he uh, bounced back pretty nicely, huh? Yeah, going uh to a six Super Bowl. Yeah, that that Tom Brady's pretty good. Pretty good. Yep. I, uh, he's decent he's all good. time. Yeah, I texted Dynasty Tommy. I'm like, listen, because I. Like, I just don't like Tom Brady. You know, first of all, I'm not a really big Michigan fan to top it off. And, you know, so he went to Michigan. I'm not a really big Patriots fan because uh, they win all the time and my team loses all the time. And I, te- and I, I, I forever, I always, you know, Peyton Man's the best quarterback I've ever seen play the game. And I texted him. I was like, hey, man. I was like, if Tom Brady goes and wins this Super Bowl, I was like, he, I might have to just give up and say Tom Brady's the best quarterback ever. He's like, I flip flop. He's like, get out of here with that nonsense. It's not even close. And he thinks it's Peyton Manning. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He, think, he also told me that Elway's better than Brady. I would agree that Elway's better than Peyton Manning. No. <laughs> I say no. Clutch, this is, this could be another. Clutch, this could be a whole nother you don't think, topic. You don't think Elway's more clutch than? I think Tom Brady right now, and I flip flopped every other week, or I flip flop between Manning and. Brady all the time. Dude, Brady going to the Super Bowl is just the icing on the cake, dude. Yeah. It's over. Six Super Bowls. Yeah, he's the best ever. No no wide receiver cores. His best receiver was he didn't even right. win one with Tom Brady. Here's my here's my Elway argument. He didn't win anything until, until, until Terrell Davis came into the picture, and then Terrell Davis just beasted out with over 2,000 yards, and then he won two Super Bowls. But John Elway is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Play. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. I hate him as a Browns fan. But I hate him, too. Yeah, he's yeah. a really good quarterback. Yeah, so you ruined my childhood. Yeah, basically. So you ruined my 1987. <laughs> but again, I think Tom Brady has a chance to be the best quarterback of all time. I'm sure a lot of people. Hard to argue, man. I don't know. Well, we're gonna talk dynasty. Awesome. We're not talking about yeah. our, best our ever. Number. How did we switch? Well, you know, so what we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, and there's not much to say. So let's talk about right. Tom Brady instead. Yeah. Uh, worth a deep spot. Uh, Zach Mettenberger. I feel like the same way. He's worth a roster spot higher than Garoppolo. And he is somebody who's got the size. He's non-mobile. He's a pocket passer, strong arm. Will, you know, will he still be the quarterback there going forward? I think he'll get first crack at it next year. And I do, too. And I yeah, think he has I mean, there's, talk, there's talks that Titans might, might not take a QB. Yeah, I, th- I think they should give him a chance. He's somebody that I remember uh, when we were t- talking about, like, he, out of all the late-round picks of rookies that I thought had the best chance for success. Again, because he was a pocket passer with a strong arm. And if he can get his accuracy down, then, yeah, I think he does have a chance to have success to be, I mean, the whole Titan situation right now, they don't have, like, a lot of weapons there anyways. So even if he came in and did well, his ceiling right now is, like, a low-end quarterback too. So I don't think he'll ever he'll ever factor into your starting lineup in Dynasty. And if I was the Titans, I would draft a quarterback. Yeah, so unless you're in a two QB league, I mean, Mettenberger still has almost no value. Shot in the dark value, I don't know. Yeah. That's how I see him. Worth a raw, like if you if you have room for him mm-hmm. and you want to see how this plays out, yeah. But at the same time, if, he was, if he's somebody that's on their like, waiver wire, he's not somebody that somebody's probably jumping on a waiver wire to go get at the same time. Yeah, you're not dropping Tom Brady to pick up Zach Mettenberger. He's the greatest of all time. I'm talking about it. Uh, Alan Hearns. Now, Alan Hearns is, you know, if you've been listening to podcasts in a while, he's somebody we've talked about every single week. 
That was Mike's guy all the way. He I called that him. coming from a mile away. Uh, Hearns came through and had a really good year for being a seventh-round pick. Undrafted. Undrafted. Yeah. undrafted. That's right. He was undrafted out of Florida. 6'3". Miami, dude. Uh, check, Whoa, wow. check yourself, oh, man. Jesus, oh, like man. Why would you face. say that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's just disrespect. Uh, I mean, he came out the gates with a boom. Four catches, 110 yards, two touchdowns. And we're like, wow, Alan Hearns, this is something that we were kind of like talking about. Mike said, hey, watch out for this guy. He has some upside. And then he came back, and he had like multiple good games. You know, he had a seven-catch game, 112 yards against the Bengals for two touchdowns. Big play receiver. And he slowed down to the end of the year. Didn't really have any really big games. But right now, I mean, he's kind of in a battle, wouldn't you say, with Marquise Lee for that number two spot? Because right. I think Allen Robinson's going to lock up the number one. But he's in a battle for that number two spot in Jacksonville. And if he's somebody, if he can come in and beat Marquise Lee out, which there's multiple times that the coaching staff said, hey, Hearns is going to start over Lee. And Lee is healthy. So if I had to predict, I would say Hearns has a really good shot at entering the 2015 season as a number two quarterback. He had a couple receiver. big he had a couple big drops too where those stats could have been even more inflated. You know what I mean? Like he had 677 yards, six touchdowns. He could have probably had about nine touchdowns. I mean, like literally he dropped a couple bombs. But going back to like the value where he he's an undrafted free agent, most likely unless you, uh, you know, you probably took him in like a six round Fifth, sixth round is like a I, shot in the dark, or you probably didn't undrafted. even draft it. He right, undrafted. he went undrafted he was, in ours. Everybody picked him off the waiver order. Right. If you did, good kudos to you. Right, well, you know, maybe they're listening to our uh, podcast and did a draft, like, right before the season started. Yeah, you know, maybe they do a late-end rookie draft. So, based off of the production you got for either a free agent or a last-round pick, you win, man. Yeah, it's big time. That's, you uh, know, that's... Those are the kind of picks that you need to hit, like if you're if you're rebuilding or anything like that. You need to hit on those late round picks right. to kind of build up a base. Exactly. Even if they're not like superstars, they're they're startable guys, you know. Right. Or a good fill, you know, a fill in guy, right. like where you're not like, oh god, I have all these bye weeks. Who the hell am I? And you start somebody that terrible. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah he's like a wide receiver four right now, with wide receiver two potential. Yeah, I'd probably see. I'd feel a lot better about him if he was in, you know, the wide receiver three position. Yeah, it was even better. For, I mean, like for, long term. Where you got him, if you, any, mm-hmm. anything you get of him is great. But as we talked about earlier, the whole Jacksonville offense is going to kind of grow together. So I'd like to see him kind of beat out Marquis Lee to come in there and kind of grow with Blake Bortles and be that, you know, see Allen Robinson be at the slot somewhere around there or in the X or just kind of see – like Hearns, even if he ends up being it, you know, Bortles has a big arm. So if Hearns can be that deep ball threat, right? I mean, that's that puts it right there. He can be that old school Deshaun Jackson, where he's only getting you two, three catches a game, but he's getting you eighty yards and a touchdown. So he definitely has some good upside, and I'm a fan of Alan Hearns, and I, he's absolutely worth a roster spot in every format. Yeah, man, I agree. Yeah, I think it'll grow with depend, you know, how Blake Bortles and the rest of that offense goes. So. We did our we did our draft and Marquise Lee went in the second round. Let me ask you, Matt, who would you rather have, Alan Hearns or Marquise Lee? I would rather Alan Hearns. Mike, ah, I don't know, man. That's tough. It's tough because you're going off of 
Marquis Lee's got a huge investment in him in that second round pick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel as though he'll get every chance to blow it. Like Hearns really is going to have to be the man. You got to beat the man. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the nature boy, Ric Flair once said, you know, so I, I don't know. That's, that's a tough call. I can't it, it, say. It is tough. It's... My, the, my, my heart wants to say Alan Hearns, but like, you know, my mind's telling me like the Jaguars are probably going to lean towards Lee just based off the fact they use a second round pick on him. And pay attention. A man. high second round pick. A very high before, second round pick. Before Alan Robinson. Yeah. So. I'd pay attention to that really, like in the preseason, I'd, I'd really pay attention to that because Hearns might, if he does beat out, he might be something you can get during that preseason for like, a good price, you know what I mean? Like if you're making trades there, uh, late in the season, or maybe this time during a rookie draft, maybe maybe you can get Hearns for like a third round pick. You know, I think it's I think it'd be good value on the Hearns side. That'd be huge value. Yeah. So, well, right now where he went, I mean, I think that's I think that's a good uh, assessment. So maybe you can get find like plan it ahead and look and say who has Hearns on their roster and wait till come draft day and played off where the third round that person's up in the third you're up in the third round and like oh, I don't really like anybody here really and go just look, look at that guy that has her and like hey you interested in this pick oh you are because everybody always is come draft day I'm like uh, give me Alan who do you got what receivers you got? I need a receiver who do you got oh my, I'll take Hearns if you want to okay yeah because there's a shot he could be the number two and if Bortles plant is the man you know how it is in all the other places man Indy and uh, Green Bay and all these other places, man, both, both receivers, both of them put up numbers. So Absolutely. I, yeah. Every NFL, yeah, if, you, if you're starting, you're even wide receiver threes at times, I mean, mm-hmm. do well. So um, another guy here, Richard Rodgers, Green Bay. Now, I was kind of kind of surprised when I saw stats on the year because I thought he actually did better than what his stats implied. I mean, he only finished a year with 20 catches, 225 yards, and two touchdowns. And I just thought, you know, as Green Bay being on TV a lot and watching Green Bay a lot this year, I thought he did better than it. Like, I thought, like, Richard Rodgers started to come on. I was like, maybe they are going to use the tight end a little bit more than they have in the past, which they haven't really done at all. And sure enough, looking at his stat line completely, 20 catches on the year. It's probably one of those things where, like, hey, you know, you're watching Green Bay or whatever, and he makes that one catch, and it just sticks in your mind because we've talked about Richard Rodgers for... 10 months you know what i mean so you're like oh they use they use richard i want you know you think but all he did was have that one catch or that two catches you know what i mean so So kind of like just like it's just like when you buy a new car and all of a sudden you start driving it and then you see all the cars exactly your same car everywhere man i see sonatas everywhere right yeah. yeah it is funny how that happens right it's weird it's because you 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 never notice it and then all of a sudden as soon as you buy it man they're everywhere they, and they are everywhere. Yep. Same, is, yeah. Same things with Richard Rodgers. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. So, But not really. He's just been the same amount. The yeah, he's time. just catching 20 balls. Yeah. And the fact is that they're just not known recently in Green Bay to utilize the tight end. They spread it around so much, especially to their wide receivers. But, I mean, they just kind of sprinkle in their tight ends, and they use like two or three of them. So no one gets any like solid production just out of it. Just a little sprinkle of Richard Rodgers <laughs> on top. Just enough that just enough that you can remember him by. Yep. So again, probably worth like a roster spot, but I mean, you're talking tight end three, right? Yeah. At best, I I mean, like I wouldn't go out of my way to own Richard Rodgers. No. If you're in it, like it's a hey, the the tried old 
statement I've said seven times already. If you're in a deep roster league, yeah, Everybody's cool. Everybody's worth the roster right. spot, yeah. But if, you know, for the for the guys that, like, you know, that for, you know, a lot of the guys that message me, they're not in deep roster leagues. So they got to make decisions. And Richard Rodgers, I could easily say, would not be rosterable. Nope, definitely not. Yeah. Okay, I agree. I mean, unless you're in, like, a 25-man and over league. Yeah, I agree. Richard Rodgers should not be rostered. Uh, here's a guy that should definitely be rostered. Jarek McKinnon. Uh, really showed some flashes last year in Minnesota, and we have to see what they're going to do with running back because AP is most likely not going to be back. He averaged four point eight yards per carry, so he had a good he had a good he had a good rookie year. I agree. You know he showed flashes. He you know eighteen you know he had a hundred thirty five yard game, one hundred three yard game, and he finished the year with no touchdowns. But again, they used Asiata in that role a lot. You know? Yes. So. So he's somebody that I think could be a low-end running back, too, no matter what, like, next year, he's a, even as, like, a running back, two in Minnesota. I think he'll still get some, like, good play in time. As long as AP's not there, then I think he's, he's useful. I envision AP not being there, McKinnon being the number two running back in Minnesota, and them getting one of these college running backs. So maybe. It's a good class coming in this year. Right. I can't wait to start diving in these after Right, the and bowl. so I think McKinnon's just going to settle in as one of those running back twos for Minnesota, and he'll be, you know, not not counting, like, injuries or whatever. He, you know, small stats. Okay. If he dedicates himself in the offseason, I think he's got all the tools. Okay. I think he's got freaky athleticism, and if he, you know, really... That's what a lot of people say. I really, mean, I... Really dives in. Yeah, there's a lot of pundits out there that really like McKinnon. So Matt's not alone in it. And he's definitely not. I just there's a lot of retake my analysis on it as well. And uh, I think he does have a shot. And like you said, there is a lot of backs out there in this draft that have talent. We were talking, we were discussing before the show started, uh, before we even went on, uh, started taping about the the rookie running back class and how we've already we've we've did we name like a dozen running backs? We named seven that we really liked. I thought it was more, but okay, that's cool. And because we're just now. You, you name seven. I name like five more. <laughs> we're whole not like we don't want. We're gonna start. We're just now like next week. We're gonna do the Senior Bowl and East West Shrine Game. So we're just now kind of getting into our rookie evaluation here. You know, it takes a lot of time. We don't wanna just come on here and just say, "Hey, I like this guy." Yeah. Without this guy, without really knowing what we're talking, watching tape, and breaking these guys down. And as of right now, early in the process, because my first thing I always go to is the running backs. Is there's yeah, some there's... talent coming out in this draft, and I am really, really. Last year was the wide receiver draft, and there's definitely some good receivers here too. Right. But this year I feel like the strongest asset you're going to be able to get is like a running back. So if you need running back help this year. This is the year. You're going to be, yeah, like all the way into the second round, you're going to be able to get some good quality running back. And this is, like I, just going back to Minnesota, I I think that they're going to be a destination spot for wide receivers. Right, I agree. Yes, they, yeah, they they're going to they're going to be a destination and a landing spot for a big time wide receiver. I I just have that feeling someone's going to want to play with Teddy Bridgewater, and they're going to make him. And I, so once they sign that wide receiver, maybe I, another so, yeah, someone like that, you know, and then and then they really will they'll then they'll address that running back and a college running back, and they're just going to retool their skill position players 
in two seasons, and, last year and then this year. If they go high. I and mean, I think McKinnon's a perfect number two dude, a compliment running back. If you get rid of AP, you're going to want to fill him with a name. You're going to want to get the fan base somebody like, okay, we got rid of AP, but we got Todd Gurley coming in. Right. You know, we got Melvin Gordon coming in. Yeah. So that's like playing in a dome. Well, actually, they'll be playing in Minnesota College outdoors next year. So they won't be in a dome. But, yeah, I mean, it's kind of – if you get rid of AP, you're going to kind of want to give him something else, not just Jarek McKinnon. But, again, at the same time, McKinnon can be a starter there. Yep. So. It's not out of the question. Yeah. No. A lot, lot of hypotheticals. Hypotheticals, yeah, I'm guessing, and I'll probably totally be. Someone right. will hit me up when I'm wrong. Alfred Blue. You're my boy, Blue. There it is. He is somebody that's One of us be, had to say it. Yeah, had to. He's gonna, to me, Alfred Blue is just. He's somebody. That he's a be, handcuff. Yeah, he should be. He's somebody should be rostered. He'll like. He'll never be a starter running back in the NFL. No. But when he'll he'll always be a good running back too. So he'll be somebody you could start on your team when the the main like when Arian Foster gets hurt. Yeah, he's a, he's a great handcuff. He he's can get handcuff. you through the week if you if your guy gets injured. Well, can you explain it the hard way? <laughs> it's kind of like. <laughs> but I mean, you know, he's a six round pick. He's probably drafted fourth, fifth, sixth round, something late, you know. And I think that's that's what worked, you get. That's yeah. what you get, man. You are what you, you know. I mean, sometimes you buy what, and you get what you pay for. I mean, that's what he is. And can we like include like Brandon Oliver in this kind of conversation too? All right, he's the same type of guy. Same thing as like Alfred Blue guys. You want to, you for sure want to roster, but like those are the guys you kind of roster, knowing that, hey, I have him here because when so and so does get right. hurt, I can I can flex him in here real quick. And then you're just like, oh, I hope I hope he can play week four when <laughs> this guy's on a bye. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I definitely I feel the same way about both those guys. It, it, easily changeable, but worth roster spots. Like if you saw him on a waiver wire, you'd be like, oh, I can I'll, I'll pick him up because and I'll cut this turd over here. I think yeah, Brandon Oliver I, I think has slightly more upside just because he catches the ball so well. Right, as I say, they do play different. They're a different yeah. type of running backs, but I still think it, that they're. Uh, Maybe handcuffed type players. I don't know, but they, yeah, may, I, I think I think Brandon Oliver has a little bit more value just because okay. of the PPR stuff. I, I agree think. too. Okay. He catches the ball pretty well. Yeah. He had some really good flashes right. early in the season as well. And there's a point I was like, man, I like Brandon Oliver yeah. a lot. And he kind of like slowed down. So I would definitely take Oliver over Blue. Uh, and I think he'd have a better chance of getting more carries, even with I.E. the running back one being there. Like, when Foster's there, like, Blue's kind of out of the picture. But I think Oliver can be, like, a third down back no matter who comes in. Even Matthews kind of stays. That's that's that. That's that. Who else do we have? Well, one last guy one last here, guy, Jeff right? Janis. 6'3", 219, Green Bay Packers. Uh, I think his whole life is <laughs> and career depends on if Randall Cobb leaves or not. I agree. Yeah, I think it's completely dependent on, or his value is completely dependent on um, whether or not he stays or goes. And they drafted Jared Aberdeus, who was out the whole year with injury, too, so we don't know where he'll fill in this as well. And I think he's somebody right now is kind of just worth a stash in hopes that he'll somehow finish, begin the year as, like, wide receiver three in Green Bay, which would give him value. Yeah, big time. I mean, I mean not like you're not starting him every week, but, I mean, it's it's – would show well for the future. So you, you think he could beat out Jared Boykin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do. Somebody, right. somebody tweeted me too, like, so does this really uh, hurt my Jared Boykin? I'm like, yeah, he doesn't really have any value. Yeah, unfortunately. He was just a product of like that, of Aaron Rodgers at the time. Yeah. Just proving a point that, hey, as long as you play in Green Bay, 
you have fantasy value. Kind of like in Indianapolis when Peyton Manning made all those wide receivers. And then whenever else right? did nothing. Yeah, I, I think if if they really liked Jared Boykin, they wouldn't have spent two draft picks on wide receivers yeah. in oh, this past right. draft. So okay. Actually, three. They, yeah. Three. Yeah. They got Devontae. Yeah. Excellent point. We made the same point why, why they probably let Cobb leave because why invest here? And the only way you can say that, too, is like Jordy Nelson is about 30, so Cobb would be that younger receiver there. But, again, I like Devontae. I still love Devontae Adams. So I right. really do. Yep, me too. I think 2015 is going to be a great year for him. I, he's somebody like I'm really targeting heavy in like my redraft leagues next year. It's like, oh, I want to get Devontae Adams. Yeah, because no one's got you know, typical redraft leagues. Yeah, I just picture drafting with people from work. They're not going to know who he is. Yeah. Like, you know, he won't, because ESPN will have him way low on the rankings. If they look at his stats from last year, right. they won't look sweet. Yeah. They'll think he's Devontae Parker, who they just went, like, in the top 15 of the first right. round of the NFL draft. Like, Devontae Parker. Does he just go high? Like, oh, yeah, that's him. So, well, that's it. Those are the those are the rest of the rookies. A uh, little ROR there. I feel like it's a little rough episode to get through, you know? A lot of guys, it's kind of hard to talk about guys that have little value, you know? Well, I think we I think we cherry picked the guys that you know have some value, and we definitely covered guys in the first two rounds that that you know are, are good foundation type of players. So, and if you have a question about a guy that we didn't talk about, feel free to hit, free to free blah, 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 blah. feel free to hit us up on Twitter. You know, I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm blah, 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 blah. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. Uh, and we'll definitely give you our analysis on anybody else you got. But, I mean, if we left them out, we left them out for a reason because we did go through these every other rookie to say, hey, should this guy be on this list? We'd even talk about him. And these, this is the list we came up with. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week to cover the East-West Shrine game. And then, uh, yeah, it's a lot of rookies stuff coming up here for the next couple months to get us to the NFL draft. And we also got some other uh, NFL stuff and free agency to talk about as well. So until then, guys, have a good week. Uh, and we'll talk to you next one. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Bye. Help me, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only help. Oh. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up to date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.